Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sugar Freedom Show. I'm your host, Katherine Gordon, and the Sugar Freedom Show is brought you to brought to you by SugarFreedom.com. Well, I'm delighted today to have Sharon Smales on as my guest. Sharon, I met her a couple of years ago and have had the incredible privilege of being her personal trainer at Gordon Studio here in Sonora, California. And she had a very exciting story in that she came in and started training with us at Gordon Studio, and she entered one of the Turbulence Training Transformation Contests, and because of her wonderful attention to detail and and the right kind of effort and the right amount of intensity and uh, being a really really good listener and taking taking coaching really well she did have the had the honor of becoming the turbulence training transformation champion in the over 40 category which is which is so exciting and and what i get so thrilled about because so often what we hear is how difficult it is to lose weight, lose fat, gain muscle, and transform the body after 30, 40, 50, and beyond. So I was delighted to be able to get Sharon on the show so she can talk about her trans- her experience with transformation and share it with you, especially because what I have found is in order to believe that we can achieve something ourselves, it's really important to hear the stories and about the success of other real people that we can relate to, and I believe that Sharon is somebody that we all can relate to, and so now I want to welcome Sharon Smales to the show. How are you today, Sharon? I'm absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Well, I'm so delighted that you could join me today, and what I want to do is start by diving into your story, and where I'd like to begin is kind of near the beginning. Most of us um, go through you know, a number of different strategies on our fat loss and weight loss or transformation journey, and could you tell me what was it that, that made you want to find a new way of training and eating, and, and some of the things that you experienced before in the world of uh, you know, trying to lose weight, transform your body? Wow. Well, yeah. um, actually, the biggest thing is is that um, 13 years ago this January, I had um, uterus cancer, and I had oh. surgery that took out everything. I was blessed that I didn't have to have any other treatments, this the full hysterectomy, but I'd gotten up to 260 pounds because I was so sick from this, and I'd been sitting around and just eating, and my job as a bookkeeper is pretty sedentary, and I just wasn't taking care of myself. So when I had the blessing of finding out that I was cancer-free, I decided I needed to make a change. Um, I went through a really bad depression because I went through instant menopause. Um, At the time, I was, I believe, 47 years old. So I went through instant menopause, and um, I was feeling very down. And so in May of that year, I decided to join Weight Watchers. Um, I needed to change my eating habits. I just knew that part. And so by October of that year, of 2002, I started walking. And um, I finally got mobile, and I started doing things. And um, it, was, it was a long journey in learning about my food addiction, my food oh, love, yeah. My food, everything, <laughs> um, <laughs> ruled my life. 
and it and it does today. I, I have to deal with it on a daily basis, and I understand it. But also, I was going out, and I started walking, and then I started jogging. But I was I had hit where I couldn't, you know, after about five six years. Um, I wasn't losing any weight. I was doing more and more miles, but I wasn't losing, and I wasn't a fast runner or anything. Um, But I was getting very frustrated, and I was finally kind of giving up on that, and so I was going to become sedentary again. And I found out about your classes, and I started coming, and I fell in love because I could see changes in me. And it's hard to explain, but it made wanting to, to eat a better diet more worthwhile. Oh, Sharon, that's it, it's so exciting and it, it's thank you so much for sharing your story with us. There are so many women out there um and and whether, you know, it's dealing with uterine cancer or whether, you know, I a, a colleague of mine was was recently, you know, told the story about how she was dealing with with skin cancer and you know, so many times it is one of these serious events that wakes us up to a, to a need to make a change. And we certainly, uh, you, you know, we hope that, you know, the listeners out there don't have to have an event that's that serious, but it's so so helpful to hear, hear stories like yours to know that, you know, even when you get the bad news that you can take a deep breath, go forward, and end up having an even better life after that event is over. And so I'm just I'm so grateful you're sharing this story. So one of the things that that I do want to look at is um, so many of us go through something very similar. We will start a diet or an exercise program, and it'll work for a while. But it is the point at which we start, you know, we hit plateaus, we stop getting results, that it does make you want to throw your hands up in the air. And I do find that at that point very often we need to make a change. And it sounds like that's exactly what, what you did. Can you talk to us a little bit about, uh, and I think what's mentioning too, that you found a way of training that actually made you want to eat right. Can you talk a little bit more about how the new way of training was different and why you think um, it helped you get results? Oh, absolutely. Um, I just want to say that last month I turned 60 years old. So <laughs> I'm in the best shape I have ever been since probably maybe high school, ever. Um, but the thing is, is that I was getting frustrated because I was trying, I was eating right, and I was doing all the right things, and I just couldn't get another boost. I'd started out at 260, and I was around 200, and I just kept staying there and staying there. And um, I tried some other commercial, you know, exercise things, but it just never clicked. Um and so I was getting frustrated, of course, keeping my eating under control, too. And mm-hmm. and when I started coming and doing my TT training, first Zumba with you, and then my TT, mm-hmm. I started seeing changes in my body, actual changes. I had a waist. I had um, a shapely shoulders. Never had that. And um, so it made coming home and, and eating a meal more worthwhile because I could see changes in me and eating the right foods were going to help that that persona of mine come out a little bit more. That always feeling defeated, oh, I'm just going to eat this vegetable and, you know, some lean meat and enjoy it, darn <laughs> it, because that's all I get. But now 
um, I look at food a whole different way. It's to energize me to do my exercises and to feel healthier and to be happier with me. Um, Psychologically, I'm handling my depression, not gone, not at all gone, but I'm, I'm dealing with it much better because I can look at tomorrow and know that it's going to be a brighter day and, and that exercise like this has made it possible for me. It's hard to explain, but I was so frustrated with trying to watch everything I ate, but I didn't see the end goal. Now I can see that end goal. I see a body that I am, for the first time in my life, very proud of. Oh, this is a, a, your, your story is you know it's so enriching uh, on so many levels. One of the things I do want to talk about that really stands out for me is that you you do talk about that amazing initial success, which was losing sixty pounds. And I think uh, so often what I see among people I, I work with and stories that I hear is um, I I really hope that you uh, and I know that you do. I think that you anyone out there. I don't care how much you weigh. If you can lose 50 or 60 pounds, I want anyone listening to this to know, and especially you, Sharon, is that that achievement in and of itself is a really fantastic achievement. And one of the things that we're learning statistically um, is, and I know that you have now qualified for the National Weight Control Registry, uh, and you know there's a process of, of going through and, and, jo- and joining the registry, which is, of course, for research. One of the things that we've discovered is that the accomplishment of a loss of 50 pounds or more um, is a really important accomplishment. So I just, to you, Sharon, and anyone out there, I would just want to say that is absolutely fantastic. And then the other accomplishment is uh, maintaining this for longer than a year. And I think that what I'm understanding a little bit from your story, Sharon, is I believe that one of the ways that you continue to maintain, if you've continued continued your weight loss and your fat loss, is that you continue to move forward with with similar actions. A lot of the things that you did to lose the weight are the things that you do to continue to maintain the weight loss. So, would you say that that's true? Absolutely, absolutely, and refining it, and finding my happy place with all of that. (laughs) And, and finding that I don't feel deprived anymore, I feel stimulated to do it more often okay. and to make those better choices because I'm seeing a, a goal. I'm seeing yeah. what I can achieve with my body. Um, now that I have, I've lost, you know, the 100 pounds, <laughs> and I'm, I'm keeping that off, and um, I, I've, I've got a 15 more to go, and, and I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'm I'm fine, um, but I'm very proud of myself of where I've come and and how you know what a a battle it was <laughs> at times. Well, now there's something that that I wanted to talk to you about because when uh, when I was looking at needing to lose um, more than 50 pounds and really congratulations on losing more than 100. It's so exciting to hear the Century Club stories. Um, what I was looking for, and one of the reasons that, that I do the Sugar Freedom Show, is an opportunity to specifically ask people like you who've gotten the job done, uh, would you mind sharing with us, you know, what, you know, the kinds of foods that are your favorite energizing foods, and, you know, what, what does your meal planning look like? I think that would really help some of the people listening today. Well, I have to say um, I was not a breakfast eater 
ever <laughs> as a child. It was a hard thing to get me to eat breakfast all the way through, and I started eating breakfast, and I have a good breakfast. I try to balance it. I have fruits. I'll have some um, sautéed vegetables, and I'll usually have a couple eggs that are oh, either yeah. scrambled or something, but I, I get my good protein in first thing in the morning. Mm. I never start my day without protein. Yeah. Um, and I and I make sure that all day long I'm re-energizing myself with that good protein. Um, yeah. At lunchtime, I will probably have um, some... I ha- I like low-fat cheeses. I'll have mm. that. Or I'll have string cheese, say, with some um, some turkey meat. Or I'll even, I cook up steaks, I, I weigh them, I cut them into mm-hmm. portions, weigh them, and then I'll have that for lunch. And I'll, I'll just already have it cooked up so I can just grab it on the go because I am working full time and I know that if I don't, I'm going to be hungry. And I don't let myself get to the point that I'm overly hungry. That's my mm-hmm. biggest my biggest goal. And sometimes, And when I have dinner, I sit down, I have a... Place set, you know. I I don't eat at my computer working. I yeah. don't sit in front of the TV. I sit at the table. Um, I'm I live by myself, and I'm that's that's not a problem. But I make sure that I make my meal a an event. Yeah, it's 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 not just eating something and keep doing something else because then I forget that I've eaten, oh. and I'm put my fork down between bites. I've had to learn how to do that, and it's last couple of years I've learned that is is. But I I take a leisurely dinner and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, um, I think respect for food is so important. It is <laughs> because food and I have this relationship, and and I can very easily get out of control, and that's why I log everything, I write down everything I eat, mm-hmm. only because I I don't ever feel full. Um, and that's something I've discovered in the last three or four years. I don't have a stop button, mm-hmm. and and it's okay, but I know that I have to have a portion. That's why I weigh all of my meats and anything else that needs to be weighed. I weigh it. Vegetables and fruit, I'm pretty good with. I watch how many servings of fruit because I can go overboard on that, but my mm-hmm. vegetables, I enjoy to my heart's content. But I know when it when to stop now. So that's why I have to write down what I eat. And until I started writing down and journaling what I ate, I had no clue. And I think that's been the biggest secret success is that journaling, writing down what I eat. Because most of us, I just ate senselessly. I could go through McDonald's, eat a Big Mac, and five minutes later I'd go through Burger King and get another hamburger because I was still starving. That oh, I didn't realize. I, I understand completely, and I think I, I think we should pause for a moment and let, let let's uh, I guess reiterate some of the things that you have said because I think that they're so powerful for the people listening right now. Um, certainly, journal, journaling. We have scientific proof, and we have individual proof. You and I that writing down what you eat is a powerful tool. Uh, for permanent fat loss. Um, And so, number one, journaling. And I think one of the things I want to address is you talked about weighing your food. And one of the things uh, that I really learned to do a couple of years ago when I started to have, you know, really get to the point where I was getting at that true goal weight was weighing and measuring my food. And I think what was interesting is, 
I, I heard something similar in that, you know, you don't necessarily have to weigh your vegetables, but you do have to weigh your meat, you weigh your protein. And very similar to me, because what I found that I was doing, Sharon, is that I would overserve myself when it came to mm-hmm. protein and fats, and I would underserve myself when it came to vegeta- vegetables. Do, do you find something similar? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and sometimes on, especially greens and stuff, because it's so... Um, deceiving how much you're getting it looks like a lot but it really isn't i will even kind of measure that i'll put it in a big measuring cup and just say oh you thought you were getting a bunch there but actually (laughs) um i go down to even measuring how much olive oil i use on my salads very i measure that well and and i have um, and I think I think you're I think I hope that people really take note of what you just said about that because I know that that for myself personally, um, you, I've been you know around goal weight for a number of years now. But one of the first things I do um, if I get five pounds or or even sometimes ten pounds around the holidays around my goal weight, well, the very first thing I do is really start measuring my fat. Um, I think that you're aware that, and you know, of course, we we you know we use different tools for finding our optimal eating style. But you know, I I eat a pretty high fat diet. But one of the things that I found is that you know one of the best ways for me to pull back if I need to is is to measure that fat. So I'm so glad you brought that up so we can share that with our audience. Um, journaling is important, and measuring is important. Not just not just in making sure that you don't eat too much, but also in making sure that you eat enough of those incredible, wonderful, high-fiber, high-nutrient, high-volume foods. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about, uh, a little bit more about the training and your approach to, to training. Now, I want to say to the audience that, that Sharon, for me, is one of the most dedicated, best listeners that, that I've ever seen in the gym. And one of the things uh, that I see about Sharon, if I may, you know, talk about you a little bit more is this 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 wi- willingness to give your best effort. And so, what I really want to know from you today is where does that inspiration come come from to really come into the gym and and give that best effort? You know, um, I was I was raised by a very strong woman who mm. always taught me that that no matter what you do your very best. And and I. I wasn't a big, you know, winner of anything when I was a kid and nothing, but I always did my best and I have a certain pride in just giving my all and especially now I see the rewards of giving my all mm-hmm. is that it's been worth it of um I wear tight shirts so that I can remind myself when I look in the mirror pull in those, you know, pull in your stomach. Um I <laughs> and, find and now thank when you. I help your trainer. <laughs> I, when I stand and I'm standing for any length of time, I'm, I'm pulling in, you know, pulling in and I'm tightening. And I can see the results of that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's without dedication. If you just go in there and you just say, oh, I'll do this, but I'm not, you know, I don't feel like, well, you're not going to get the full benefit. What a half an hour does for me of really working hard, sometimes people work hours to get yeah, and they don't even get the results I'm getting, and I'm thinking, man, if it's a half an hour, if I can pull it in, and really, really try hard, look what I'm doing, and it, it's just the proof is is what I've done so far. Well, it, and it I, I'm simple, convinced. but it really isn't. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I'm convinced that that's what it takes to to make a champion. Is that it's that willingness. And you know, we're really only asking you know, for 30 minutes three times a week, sometimes four if you want to do four. But it's that willingness to come in and, and bring the intensity. Now, there was something you talked about uh, growing up. You know, not necessarily being a winner, but but let's. Uh, Let's look at that. You were the transformation champion, and I know that people. I I know this. People from all around the country and the world. They do enter this transformation contest, and I just I, I want to know um, how did that make you feel? I mean, when you won and and you won the prize, uh, what was that experience like to be the transformation champion? Actually, I was I was so excited and and um, pretty. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I was very proud of myself. Mm-hmm. I've I've always been the the supporter of people. I've always been on their um, backup team. You know, I've I mean, I'm a team player. Um, I yeah. grew up as a team player. You always work hard, and and I never I've never been one to say, hey, recognize me or see me. I I grew up as a 4-H kid, which means that I did a lot of um, things uh, in front of the public and and. Uh, gave presentations and did different mm-hmm. things and presented myself, but I was never a big winner. I was never, you know, first place in anything. But I tried really, really hard, and I never let it get me down. But I, I just felt like I was at the top of the world. And and some days when I get down or I'm not feeling, I'm thinking, Wow, Sharon, look what you accomplished. And and it wasn't like I was I was 58 years old, and Golly, that's pretty amazing to me. I'm just so proud of myself, and it's something that um, 15 years before would not have been possible, would have not even been within the realm of of thinking that it could happen to me. Right. And and the steps that I've and how far I've come with what I could do with myself, and that I mm-hmm. never knew I could do that, and I can. Well, and I, I think that what's What's brilliant about you know having the opportunity to talk to you on a on a call like this is uh, is the chance to say to, to other women and men out there who are listening, uh, you know, young people, grown ups like us, um, that they can do it too. And one of the things that I that I've noticed is your energy and your ability not only to come in and train and take care of your business, which is bookkeeping business, but also to be a really dedicated volunteer out in the community working with young people in 4-H. How do you believe that your training affects your energy? Because I have to tell you, one of the number one excuse is I don't have time. And number two excuse is I'm too tired. Could you address both of those, you know, reasons why people don't train? I have to say that, um, and this is one of the things I learned from Weight Watchers, it's mm-hmm. not selfish to do something for yourself when yes. it's when it's a good thing and when it's it's something to forward your life. I take the time to go train, and I take mm-hmm. the time to have my meals, and I make sure that I do these things because. I have to think enough of myself so I can think of others. I have to put myself as a priority. I'm not over anybody, but I want to be the best I can be for them. I love, I tell people that 
um, I, I help kids raise pigs, and I want to be out there in my 90s with my walker with a pig board strapped to the back or front of it and pushing pigs around with those kids because I want to be able to be out there making these leaders of tomorrow. If mm-hmm. I was this healthy, I couldn't do it. And that's what motivates me a lot of times is that I want to do this. I want to be happy about myself, and mm-hmm. I, I want to take the time my going to my workouts is an essential part of my day, like taking a vitamin, right. getting up in the morning, eating a meal, doing my work. I, I'm self-employed, so I have a lot of work to do, but that's part of my schedule. I don't skimp on myself either, and you can't. And the, when I'm the most tired is when I most need my class. Oh wow, that's that is a, really an important thing to note, and I hope that the listeners are noting that down as well. What you just said: when I am most tired, that's when I most meet, most, meet, most need my class, because I think you're not alone in that. I've talked to a number of other students that I've worked with, and I think that one of the things that's unique about the 30-minute turbulence training class is that you come in, you train, and you literally are walking out that door feeling like you have more energy than you did when you walked in. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. That's how it is. I worked a late shift last night because I'm also, anyway, I work many jobs. I worked a late yeah. shift last night, got up early this morning, went in and trained, and then I just got home from one of my jobs um, yeah. about a half hour ago, and then I go to another job at four this afternoon. And um, uh, I'm ready. I'm totally I, I, ready. That is so fantastic, and I think it's such a an encouraging message for our listeners in the, you know, the modern life, oh, my goodness, it is so demanding. And it's so exciting to know that there is a way of training out there and a way of eating that's going to allow you to have have the energy to go out and do all the things that you want to do. Um, and I do, I, as, we're, I was, as we're getting into some of the closing minutes of the, of the show, we've still got some, some time. Let us circle back and let's, you know, just, Talk about eating again. Now, I don't know. I, I don't know if you're like me, and of course, I am the sugar freedom woman. So, my mm-hmm. goal, you know, one day at a time, you know, really ultimately is uh, the elimination of my trigger foods and my problem foods. But I will say, you know, I'm coming up on a, a photo shoot tomorrow, so I've been, you know, really, uh, you know, paying attention to everything that I'm eating and that I'm drinking. However, one of the things that I do do is that, you know, about every 10 days I want to have, you know, a bonus meal or a celebration meal where I'm bringing in, you know, some of the the delicious extras that I enjoy but that aren't necessarily um, trigger foods. Do you have any any techniques for, um, you know, when you, when you want to enjoy a special meal or you want to be out with friends or are there any special tips that you use on those occasions? I absolutely do, and 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 I have to say that I'm I'm kind of in between on the sugar freedom and other things. Mm-hmm. Is that I really watch how many carbs and and things like that that I consume a day. I'm mm-hmm. very very careful. I'm very conscious of what I eat. I try right. to. I don't use prepackaged foods. Mm-hmm. I I don't like to cook, but I'm cook. I cook my own meals. Mm-hmm. I do a lot you of planning to. ahead, but I watch. Um, I measure out. If I'm having brown rice, I measure out, or if I have white rice, yeah. I measure exactly how much I'm going to have, and that's what I get. 
If I have a, especially right now with the new potatoes out, I weigh them, and I know yeah. how much how much I'm eating. Um, so I watch that. I do go out with friends, but I I I watch. Then the other meals of that day are going to be strictly. I'm I'm going to, to be honest. Before I go out for a meal with friends, I usually have uh, a couple cups of vegetables. Just ah, something so smart. Something it takes the edge off, and so yeah, oh, you maybe I'll that order business? that. <laughs> yeah, I'll like order that special words, meal, yeah. but I'll just eat a part of it. I don't need all yeah, of it don't, because don't go to that restaurant getting, too hungry. Yeah, I'm not starving. I never, ever, ever starve myself before I go yeah, out with me friends. Neither. Me neither. That's a that's a recipe for disaster. Used to do that was a yeah. horrible idea. Yeah, and and I I got I've got to tell you I did I did a similar thing and it was basically my goodness it was it was it was dancing with something that I do not want to dance with anymore. I think one of the biggest things that you've mentioned today is the fact that you weren't a breakfast eater when you struggled with your weight, and then now that you are a breakfast eater, you know this has been part of your solution uh, for for. And I I also want to mention too that. You know, we are women, and I got to say, you know, there's a lot of very popular strategies uh, with with intermittent fasting that we see today. And very often, you know, with the guys, you know, they do pretty well skipping breakfast. But I, I got to tell you, as as a woman with a lot of work to do, um, I, man, breakfast breakfast is is my meal. So, and now before I let you go, and this is really important, I just want to mention that you went on a very fun trip to Europe. And you came back, and as far as I know, you didn't gain a single pound. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and why you think you did so well when you were in Europe? Well, I'll be honest. I did gain some weight, but I'm oh, all right, taking all right, it off. Um, <laughs> we walked a lot, but I, I, I ate my fill of um, – I was in Ireland, so I ate my fill of soda bread, and the bread yeah. there are amazing. And they yeah. serve potatoes with their potatoes. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to pick what one you want, but they're all very good. Um, yeah. But you know what? I, I didn't um, – we got back on Saturday, and Monday I was back in class. Yeah. So, so you, I, you I got back right to your back. And yeah. I went right back to my eating because I knew I'd enjoyed myself. Um, but because of my food ways, my addic- my thing with food, I knew that um, the spree had been over. Mm-hmm. I got to have my fill of it, and I did have my fill. And yes, it's been very hard um, staying away. From, I'll, I'll be honest; it's carbs, it's it's potatoes, yeah. it's it's breads, it's all those things. And um, you know what? It, it's taken me about three weeks now, but I've really worked on it, and I've concentrated, and I I'm journaling again. I'm keeping well. track of what I eat. And as as your trainer, um, I do have to say that you, absolutely, I agree. Um, you're you have tightened it right back up, and so I think that that's really exciting to see that you know that you can enjoy some of these special vacations and trips in life. And as long as you've got that structure and you get right back into that structure of the way you train and the way you eat, it really is wonderful because. Uh, clearly you're you're right back in the groove and i think what's also exciting is i know that you have you know some physical goals you want to achieve getting more upper body strength getting more pulling strength and more pushing strength 
And I think so often when we have goals that are outside what the scale says and are more about our physical abilities, I mean, don't you think they help with your success? Um, I am, I'm learning, and yeah. I'm, I'm learning every day that the number on the scale is not as important as how I'm feeling and how I'm looking and my strength and myself and my um, agility is so amazing, and oh. I'm so proud of that. I never yeah. had this agility or flexibility before, yep. and that's really, really important to me now. So um, I, my goal is to really, really keep that going and to keep those momentum going. So that's kind of my, like, carrot dangling in front of me that, mm-hmm. come on now, look where you were a year ago, what you <laughs> could do, what you couldn't do. Yep. Let's keep it going. And I keep... Um, and, and I think this is the most important thing for me. I keep a journal, an activity journal also. Yeah. I'm not oh, a great wow. record keeper for that kind of stuff. I don't like to write in journals, but I keep an activity journal. So every time I go to TT, I write down the date, yeah. how long, and kind of a little description of the exercises. And um, I really like seeing those add up. If I go on a, if I do jog some, so if I do go on a jog, I time it. And I write that down. But I have an activity log going back to, I believe, now 2010. Oh, Sharon, that's that's really priceless. As a matter of fact, I know that there have been uh, some trainers, you know, who are, they may even be uh, competitive in fitness and things like that. And I think mm-hmm. that very often um, I've heard over and over from people who really are champions in their field that they actually keep records and they don't just keep records of uh, of what they're eating but they also keep records of their training and I think that that's very exciting that you're doing that because it it says to me that that the movement and the training and the strength and agility are just as as important as as the physical appearance and yes. uh well we're we've we've come to the time that we have on the Sugar Freedom show today and I just I want to say that boy this conversation has been everything that I hoped it would be and I'm certainly not surprised and I just you know it, the one thing I'd like like to ask as as we wrap up the show is if you were talking to um you, you know the Sharon of, of 4 years ago 3 years ago just I guess really would would be three years ago, just before you started doing turbulence training, what would you want her to know? What, what would you say to that person today? Go, go for it. Go for <laughs> everything that you have that faith in yourself that you mm-hmm. can do this, that you're worth doing it for, yeah. and that there there is a um, an end result that you're going to be so proud of. And and just like all your journeys, just have faith in yourself. Don't keep believing in you. Um, that's that's my biggest thing. Is that I have to just believe in myself, and that's that's one of my hardest things to do, actually. Oh, and I Sharon, think this journey has yeah. made me believe even stronger in what I can achieve. Well, I'm so glad that the message that you're bringing as we wrap up the Sugar Freedom Show is believe in yourself, because I do believe. There it is. There's that word again. Uh, that having faith, and that, that it's that it's that sense of if you if you believe it's possible, uh, you can you can achieve your dreams. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm so grateful, Sharon. And um, as we end the episode, I'm just going to say, uh, just 
keep being the shining example and uh, keep helping in the community. And uh, I just, I'm so happy to be your trainer and so glad to to be able to influence you and be influenced by you. So, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening today to. Sharon Smales, our TT Transformation Champion, and we will be back soon with more success stories and more strategies and tips for you to live your sugar freedom lifestyle and your fitness lifestyle and achieve your goals and your dreams too. So bye-bye, everybody, and uh, tune in, and you can listen to us next time. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>